Welcome to the Faith the Facts podcast, a podcast where no topic is off limits. Everything is on the table. My name is Clint Gentry, and I'm joined by Paxton James. We have faith, we have facts, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to episode number two of the Faith the Facts podcast. My name is Clint Gentry, and as always, I'm joined by Paxton. This is Paxton. I'm glad to have you back today. (laughs) Yeah, we are glad to have you back today. And today's episode is going to be, well, I guess less of a debate is what we talked about earlier this morning. I mean, we probably still will debate a little bit, but it's going to be less of a debate and more of just a general discussion on college football and also... Mantateo. Mantateo, yes. What a beast. But we'll get to him. So Paxton, I think, was going to give somebody a shout-out on our podcast for being a good sport. Hey, Leslie. Thank you for being a good sport. You're the best. <laughs> that was amazing. Are we going to give any context to that or just leave it? Uh, we could give a little bit of a little Go bit of background it. on it. So, yeah, it. so yesterday um, Leslie texted me and Clint in a group text, and she's like, you know, I'm going to have to agree with Clint because he had a formula. And so then starts my banter about, no, Leslie, you don't know anything. Clint doesn't know anything. His formula was flawed. His trash, blah, 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 all this stuff. So then I text Clint and I'm like, I think we should mess with Leslie and act like we absolutely hate each other and we're going to not do the <laughs> podcast anymore. So oh, man, enters Clint and we go back and forth for how long? I mean, probably Oh, at least two hours. Two hours. And Chip was key. Her yes, husband Chip, Chip was, was key. key. Yes. Because Bring, bringing Chip in was, oh, was so funny. Perfect move. Because he and I had lunch yesterday, and he told her, he said, when he got home just randomly, he said, man, they were pretty upset. I know Clint was upset about something <laughs> at lunch fantastic. yesterday, and he just wouldn't tell me what it was. <laughs> so, yeah, like Paxton said, thanks for being a good sport, Leslie. But anyway, that gets into you know episode number two. Like we said, we're kind of talking about college football, doing a college football outlook. All right, so we're going to kind of break down the top 25, and I think Paxton and I, obviously, it's not really a debate because we have the same list. We use the same poll. So, you know, Paxton actually didn't operate on opinion this time. Okay. All right. I'm feeling a little underprepared already. Did you say top 25? Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. Top 10. <laughs> I was like, sorry, crap, sorry. only did no, 10. No, no, you're good. I was like, crap. Big change. <laughs> We're going to be here for three hours. <laughs> no. uh, but Paxton actually did research this time. I did research last time. Sure you I did. had stats all in sure there. You did. Whatever. No, you did. All right. Whatever. Uh, but we have the same list, and we use the AP just for anybody that cares about this episode and the listeners that we get, other than our families and the clicks that you know I've watched it like listened to it like four times. So at yeah. least four of those listens are me. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if there's what the what the accurate read is here on people that listen outside of our little friend circle or family group. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, not sure. But we're getting there. We're getting we there. had almost 40 listeners to this after last the first, episode. After the first one and with my minimal work on the Facebook page, I think that 40 is pretty good. Yeah, Paxton's got to step up his yeah, Facebook sorry. and I'm, Twitter game. I'm a busy guy. I'm Twitter's going to take it longer, though. It'll yeah, it will. I'm a busy so. guy. I'm sorry. But anyway, all right, breaking down the top 25, the, the number one team in the country going into the 2022-2023 college football season is none other than 
Alabama. Alabama. The, the Tide. All right. Roll who would have thought? Who would have thought? Yeah, who would have thought, for real. Uh, but just some statistics here on Bama or some information. Alabama has the most probably fearsome duo returning this season in the 2021-2022 Heisman winner in Bryce Young mm-hmm. and edge rusher Will Anderson. Those two are beast. Yes, I think Bryce Young will be even better this year, like way better. Without a doubt. He's actually, if we get into this later on, he's actually a high. He's still number one in my yeah, Heisman he's a stud. candidate right yeah, now. Yeah, he's a stud. Has there, any, awesome. has there been anybody win the Heisman twice? Um, yeah, I, feel I like think there has uh, been. Johnny Football didn't, right? right? Manziel? Right? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I think. Do that research, Paxton. Right. Look, Paxton's coming through with the live stats again. What a bro. <laughs> We got the Jeopardy music. But anyway, uh, while he's doing that research, there are some questions for me with Alabama, specifically when it comes to, like, their running back situation. Don't really know. They lost Brian Robinson, Jr., who was a stud. He's playing for the now-known Washington Commanders, not the Washington Redskins. The Commanders. The Commanders, or the Washington football team, (laughs) as it was said last year. Do you know how many times I'm going to call them the Redskins? Oh, yeah. Like, every time. A lot. I'm still stuck on the football team. (laughs) The football team. (laughs) Uh, I mean, the Commanders is a pretty cool name, though. Like, I kind of like it. Their uniforms are pretty cool, too. I don't like the maroon, but they're all black. Alternate jerseys are pretty sick. But anyway, uh, you got that pulled up? No, I'm still looking. Sorry. Man, Paxton, bro. It's funny because we had talked about getting into Manti Teo, and literally, I mean, Johnny Manziel was a finalist against Manti Teo. So I I started (laughs) He won that year. Yeah, I know. So I started cracking up. Because Manti was on the uh, – he was a finalist, and it was funny because all that stuff was going on around that same time. It was 2012. Correct. When that was Manti Teo's senior year. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Go yeah, for it. Yeah. Right. right. So um, <laughs> we I'm, know what we're talking about here. Yes. Yes. Well, we want to make sure we give them facts. Right? We are. So we're going to triple verify this. Now Paxton cares about facts. Oh, shut up. I. All right. Whatever. <laughs> You're gonna make me mad. <laughs> fake mad. Uh, fake, fake mad. Yeah. We'll get fake mad. No. Yeah. Johnny Manziel did not win it twice. I didn't he only, think he so. Only won it once. Uh, because 2013 was Jameis. Jameis Winston. Um, oh, so gosh. 11 was Robert Griffin III. Okay. 12 was uh, Johnny Football. 13 was Jameis. 14, Marcus Mariota. Derek Henry. So, yeah, no, he didn't win So on and so forth. I, I mean, I think twice. there has been maybe somebody that's won it twice before. But regardless, Bryce Young has a real chance of winning the Heisman yes. two times. And, yes. I mean, you got Will Anderson in there that could be a Heisman finalist too. Yeah. I mean, because that, that dude's a beast. Uh, but, anyway, like we were saying – you know, I've personally got some questions when it comes to Alabama's running backs. Maybe they're wide receivers. They got transfer from uh, Georgia. Jermaine yeah. Burton yeah. Uh, went to Bama. So he's going to be pretty good. I think their offense still is going to be pretty good this season. Uh, and their defense is just loaded. Yes, they have no excuse to not mop the floor with anybody that they meet. I mean, I'm glad you said that. Yes. Because, <laughs> you know, I was going to get to that. Their schedule is pretty favorable mm-hmm. for them. Yes. I mean, their hardest games, their two hardest games are probably Texas and Texas A&M. You might be able to lump like an old Miss in there yes. just because Lane Kiffin plays well against When Bama. I looked at the schedule, it was the A&M game that I was yes. looking at. Because A&M is going to be pretty yeah. good. Yeah. When we get to A&M, yeah. we're going to talk about the yeah. whole Jimbo Fisher yes. NIL saga, you For know, sure. whatever. But I expect the Tide to beat Texas. 
and Texas A&M uh, by a pretty good margin. They should, yeah, uh, should. honestly. Yeah. But, you know, just because of all the drama surrounding football, specifically, like we said, Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher and NIL, mm-hmm. uh, and we'll get to that. And I also think they'll beat Texas pretty good, too. They're going to want to prove a point because Texas is coming to the SEC in a yep. few years, and it's yep. like, come on, come on, bro. Like, <laughs> Alabama is going to have an excellent season. I think the Tide have something to prove this year because they did not win the title last year. I really think they go undefeated. I do, too. I do, too. Looking at their schedule, like I said, the A&M game was the only one that I was like, eh, maybe, but yeah. I, th- I think they go undefeated. I do, I too. Think they, I think they win the college football playoffs. Yeah. I, it, honestly, to me, it's Bama's to lose. If yes. you look – we'll get to this, but if you look at, like, two through four in the college football playoff rankings, it is Bama's to lose. Yes. Like, I don't, I don't see anybody beating Alabama, but that's just me. All right. Anything else on Bama? All, all right, and you got to respect the goat in Nick Saban. Uh, number two in the AP coaches poll is Ohio State, or the AP coaches poll. Clint, uh, the AP Clint, poll. Clint, Clint, show some respect. The Ohio State. The Ohio State University. Sorry, Ohio the State. Buckeyes. I, I do not like that. The Buckeyes. <laughs> uh, they are like Alabama. Yes. They are led by a star QB and probable Heisman favorite, or not favorite, but yeah. Heisman finalist yes, favorite. Yeah. In C.J. Stroud or Strode? I don't know. I think it's Stroud. I think it's Stroud, too. Okay, we'll go with it. Um, and I expect the Buckeyes to have a really good season. What do you think? I think I think that the Buckeyes will be really good. I mean, here's the deal. Ohio State is the clear number two, but at the same time, when you look at it, there's, they're not oh, even gosh. close to Bama's level. Oh, no. It's not no. even close. And no. So, you know, I think with, with C.J., I mean – he can chuck that thing, and then you've got Jackson Smith, and I can't even remember his. He has two Ningjiba? last names. Yes, I can't. Yeah. I I was gonna avoid saying that, but you can you can take Ningjiba? care of that. I think that's how you um, pronounce it. But their offense is gonna be amazing. Oh, loaded. Their their loaded. defense is good, but it's not Bama good. And no. it, it definitely won't be Georgia good last no. year. No, but uh, but their uh, their offense is incredible. Well, and they also have not only do they have that star wide receiver in Jackson Smith Ningjiba, who is I think a projected top ten pick. Yes, for next draft. They've got Marvin Harrison Jr., the son of Colts great Stud. wide receiver Marvin Harrison. Stud. So, yeah, their offense is going to be loaded. You're taking uh, me back to the good old days. The right good there. old days man. with Peyton Manning Golly. lobbing that to oh, Marvin man. Harrison, man. That was – what was their last Super Bowl uh, victory? Was they? Oh, man, I don't remember. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess. I should know this because I'm a Harrison Colts fan. I think Harrison retired after that. I'm a Colts fan, so I should know this. I'm going to guess like 08. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was somewhere back then. Uh, but I think Ohio State probably has a real chance at running the table in the Big Ten. But here's the problem. Was it 08? No, it was 07. 07. <laughs> okay, all right, 07. You know, Ohio State, I think, has a chance at running the table in the Big Ten. But here's the problem. There's always a lot of upsets, though. Yes. Like, yeah, you've got sure. you've got these weird, sneaky, bottom-tier Big Ten teams that somehow, mm-hmm. some way, manage to – like a Rutgers that mm-hmm. pulls off an upset against, like, an Ohio State or Michigan. Yes. And now, now, who was it? Now, was it last year or the year before when Bama had that awful upset against – was it, like, A&M? Was it A&M? Yes, that was the kicker. Yes, yeah. yes, that was that was yeah, incredible too. I've, if you watch the video of his like family and stuff, oh like, yeah, it's really good. Ballistic. It's awesome. Yeah, I would have too though. Yeah, I mean, oh, that was sure. that was huge. Um, in the Big Ten, I will say, and this goes against Ohio State, but the Big Ten has some solid teams across the board in Michigan State, Michigan, and Wisconsin. All right, um, their toughest games I think will be against Notre Dame. They get them, I think, to kick off the season. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, a big that's game. Tough. That's <laughs> tough. I'm going to watch that game. Um, 
and they get that game, like I said, at the beginning of the season. And they play against, obviously, Michigan and Michigan State. So my prediction, which Michigan is no slouch of a team either. We'll talk about mm-hmm. them in a minute. But Ohio State, my prediction is they lose one game at least. I don't know who uh, who that is to. I don't think they'll run the table in the Big Ten. But I do think that they will win the Big Ten Conference Championship, and I do feel like they'll make it to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Fair enough? Fair enough. Um Michigan, the reason I have Ohio State over Michigan and Michigan State is because I just feel like they lost too much talent. I mean, Michigan, we'll get to them, but they lost their star running back. They lost Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. I mean, they lost a lot of people. All right. Number three, the Georgia Bulldogs. Georgia Bulldogs. What do you think? I want to see what your thoughts on this are because I have some thoughts that are going to probably tick off people. the most dominant, aggressive defense I think I've ever seen last year. Yeah, arguably one of the greatest defensive performances of all time. But season, season long. But I mean, I think they're they're going to fall off a little bit there. I mean, maybe quite a bit. Uh, we'll, we are in agreement. Yes, yeah. I mean, we'll see. But I I think that I think that Georgia. Um, you know, they've lost they've lost several on their defensive end. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like I feel like they'll still be pretty good. I mean, just because they're Georgia. But, they are Georgia. But um, you know, they're gonna they're gonna take a slight step back, and that, and that's my prediction for for Georgia. Yeah. So, I'm with you. So, not only are we wearing the same shirt today. Oh, dude, we are in unison today. We are in unison today so far. So far. But we also agree that Georgia is going to have a down year. I think Georgia is really interesting to me because they were excellent last year, Mm -hmm. right? But they lost so many people. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, they lost N'Kobe Dean. They lost James Cook. Uh, they lost receivers to the transfer portal and the draft. Yep. Um, you know, they lost that – what's that big D tackle's name that went to the Eagles? Oh, Huge dude. Uh, I can't remember who can run freakishly fast yes, for yes. the size that he <laughs> yes. is. I mean, that dude's a mammoth, but he can <laughs> run really, really fast. Uh, they definitely returned a few players, and they always recruit well. Mm-hmm. But I think they're young. Um and I just don't think that Stetson Bennett can do what he can do without the no, defense they have. No. Uh, you know, I mean, I was thinking about it. And similar to um, similar to Ohio State, they have they have a, they have a good offense. I, I won't say it's as good as Ohio State's offense. Oh no! But because I, I think that they have the weapons, I just don't know that Stetson, like you said, he can deliver. I don't. I don't know. Well, is their def- their defense won them the championship last year? One thousand. I mean, I mean, it wasn't Kentucky close. would have beaten Georgia last year at Georgia had it not been for the defense. I mean, because Georgia's defense, you know, came through when it mattered. Now, I will say Kentucky put up points against their defense, which I was impressed with. But their defense made stops, whereas Kentucky's defense just – Oh yeah, Didn't. I mean that, that was the problem with the so, game because I mean Will Levis, I mean he oh he's a dude, he he's a stud, thing, yeah he's a stud, <laughs> all right definitely a top ten quarterback in the nation. Oh yeah, to me oh, we'll, yeah. we'll get to him, we'll get to him. Uh, but as far as their schedule, Georgia's schedule, I mean it just depends on how the East is this year. The East is going to be a lot tougher this year because mm-hmm. you got Kentucky, Tennessee, Florida, South Carolina, even all those teams from one to five. The SEC East is going to be pretty solid. Yep. So nobody, I, I can't really say anybody's a lock. But again, I don't think they. I don't. I don't think they're good enough. Yeah, no, I, I just yeah. don't. And I know that's probably shocking. I think there's a lot of hype around Georgia just because they won the national title last year and they won. Their defense was mm-hmm. so historically mm-hmm. good. Yes. Yep. I mean, 
I can't think in my lifetime a defensive season that has been better and more dominant than no, that. No, it was it was unreal. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of hype coming in to the season. Uh, don't really know about Georgia, but I will say we'll get the early test because they play number 11 Oregon yes. to start the season. So yes. we'll see. Shout out to Jonathan Curd. Is he a Georgia fan? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. We should have had Jonathan Curd on the show today. Yes. To yeah, defend his a, Bulldogs. Yeah, hey, a, you can actually – hey, Jonathan, if you listen to this, and I'm sure you will. Oh, yeah. Right, I it. If you listen to this – you can send us like Facebook feedback, or I think you can do it through Anchor too. I think Anchor allows you to send like a message, yes. so you can talk about your disagreements. Call us out, bro. Okay. Call us out. Do you want to know how devoted Jonathan is to his Bulldogs? How devoted? Okay, is Okay, Jonathan bought. This is actually like like almost evil genius move. All right, <clears throat> so Vanderbilt stinks at football. Right, we can establish that. <laughs> what do you t- What do you mean? So, Vanderbilt's the number one team in the country. Oh my gosh, they're fantastic. Right. So. <laughs> Vanderbilt. So Jonathan, he's a little sneaky. He he buys season tickets to Vanderbilt to Vanderbilt football. Oh, gets rid of the ones he doesn't want, but then he has great seats for like fifty bucks to the Georgia games. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, what a what a genius, Jonathan Curd. You are a bro. But oh man. I need to talk to you, Jonathan Curd, about maybe a Florida seat. Yes. I don't know if he's doing it this year. That's oh, that's something we need to talk to him about. Man, that would be awesome. That's a genius move because yes, they're is. dirt cheap tickets. Yes, they are. Yes, <laughs> they, they just are. Want, just want people to come watch their I mean, games. two-hour two drive, like, you know, probably the closest that they'll, that they'll be coming. A nice area of yeah, Nashville, yes, too. That area yes. is really fantastic. Yes. You can walk and not have to worry about anything. Man, yeah, that's yeah, not a bad idea. I was literally idea. just down there yesterday. I mean, it's perfect yeah, area down there. Yeah, Riding those scooters around downtown. Did y'all ride scooters no, yesterday? yesterday? Oh, man. No, we did Oh, man. Number four in the AP poll, Clemson. So, I don't have much with the way of Clemson. I don't know about them. Okay, so I, so last year their offense struggled yeah. bad. There was It was a big problem. We, we all know that. I mean, maybe you, you said you don't know much about them. Big but, letdown, though, last yes, year. Yes, they were a big letdown. And so – um, they, I think it was against Georgia, right? And so it was they their started season, the season opener. Yeah, yeah. They didn't score a touchdown. No. <laughs> and so, I mean, so I know that Georgia's defense was elite, but you got to <laughs> do something. Score. <laughs> you got to do something. So if you're gonna, if you're gonna be Clemson, you got to put up a touchdown in a game against Georgia. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm, you know, I mean, that's. Um, I think they got uh, from their – what's their quarterback's name? I can't pronounce his last name. Uh, DJ Ukulele or whatever you, his ukulele? name Ukulele? Yeah, ukulele. <laughs> ukulele. <laughs> I can't believe you All just right. said that. So, it's like Ugalale or uh, – Close enough. All right, so I'm going to call him Ukulele. So DJ from, Ukulele. I think he only had like nine touchdowns and like ten picks. It was it was bad. It was, it was abysmal. really bad. Yes, it, <laughs> it was, was so bad. So, you know, I mean, maybe they'll figure their offense out this year, but I do not have high expectations no, for them. They're, they're, they're up there, but I just I think they're going to fall off that. I think they'll be somewhere in the teens probably. I think so. I think they're a dark horse yeah. candidate. Then the only reason why is, honestly, because of his abysmal play last year, there's a QB controversy in Clemson. I don't know their backup's name, but apparently he's a stud. Yeah. And he's, like, giving him a run for his money well, and could very well be the starter. He's horrible. You lately horrible. I mean, he's like – I don't think that they ever averaged 27 points per game last year. They like, didn't. I don't, I don't think they, like, surpassed that. No, so. and there was a lot of hype around that guy, like, <laughs> yeah, coming into the season. <laughs> like, can you say – Bust. <laughs> yeah, for real. No. Busted. All right, so I don't really know about Clemson, man. I think – Okay, all right. So I did write something down, and I didn't catch this a while ago when I was going through this. But they had the second-ranked worst 
offense in the ACC? Who's the first? Oh, I don't know. I'd say I, UNC was, was probably whoever up at the it top. was. That is not something you want to advertise because Clemson's offense was horrible. UNC was probably in the top. Yes. Speaking your mic, Paxton, so Stag we can on, hear I'm you. Sorry, I'm sorry. We can't hear you over here. We got to hear that voice of yours. Yes, this beautiful voice. Of mine. <laughs> <And you laughs> I'm doing everyone. A, I'm doing everyone a favor by leaning away. They don't want to hear me. <laughs> uh, but no, I think Clemson. I think UNC was probably up there because they had like Sam Howell yeah, that's right. last year, and in North Carolina has had a pretty good run under Mac Brown. Yeah. Head coach Mike Brown. But there's just too many teams in the ACC. Well, not really too many, but there's one in particular that we'll talk about in a minute that I think really has probably a really good shot at winning the ACC in Miami. Uh, so Clemson, I, I honestly don't know. I think it's up in the air. It just depends on what happens at QB. All right. Number five, Notre Dame, which I'm excited about Notre Dame because of what we're going to talk about in a yes. second. But uh, before we do that, they That's have a great – all I can think about. <laughs> I know, Paxton's not even going to say anything about football statistics this year. He's just wanting to talk about Manti Teo. Uh, but Notre Dame has a great new head coach in Marcus Freeman. Uh, they got a great defense, and they're going to probably be pretty solid this year. But I think they got a tough schedule. Brian, Cal- Brian Kelly went to LSU. LSU, right? LSU yeah. that's right. Yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> out. Yep. Dude tried to have a fake Cajun accent. Yes. Like, yes. man. That's right, yes. Ooh, I should have yeah, oh, oh, fake accent. Uh, yeah, I'm not sold on that move. But anyway, Notre Dame is interesting because normally I really like am hard on teams that are not in a conference, like yeah. Notre Dame. Yeah. But I will say this. Their schedule is tough mm-hmm. this year. Tough. They get their first game against Ohio State. Yeah. Probably losing that game. Yeah. They get BYU. BYU yeah. I think at BYU maybe. Mm-hmm. It'll be a tough game. Yeah. Then Mormons over there. Oh man. We'll talk about that with Manti yeah. Teo too. <laughs> um they get UNC, which will be tough. They get Clemson and with USC too, right? Yes, they yes. get a ranked yes. USC team. Golly. I mean, it's a tough schedule for them. Whew. All right. So and we have to put Clemson in that. They play Clemson, and Clemson is still Clemson. I mean, they got Dabo yes, Sweeney yeah, still, yeah. so we I can't. Know we, I know we dogged on Clemson, but we dogged ukulele over there. Yeah. You know, ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you said ukulele. Uh, oh, I think man. honestly, though, Notre Dame loses two or three games this year. They don't make the playoffs. You know, but under a new head coach, that's not a bad gig. Yeah. They're on the up and up, we'll say. Oh, yeah, sure. So, speaking of Notre Dame, well, don't they go ahead, go ahead. Don't they have to fill, like, quarterback and, like, aren't they looking for, like, to fill their quarterback? I spot? think so, yeah. but replacing a head coach, too. That's, yeah. I mean, new head coaches always, you got a transition period there. So, yeah, I, and their schedule is just brutal. I, I mean, know, that's, you know, <laughs> honestly, I, and I know, you know, whatever. I, I, I'm i surprised that they're ranked, that they're ranked this. this yeah, I'm too. I'm too. I honestly am. Um, I don't see the biggest difference between them and a Florida, and no. Florida's not even ranked. Well, so, well, shut up. I see a difference. Uh, so, speaking of Notre Dame, the hardcore Catholic school versus the Mormon, Manti Teo. <laughs> Paxton, what are your thoughts on – well, I guess we should share some – give us some context here. What what Tell us about the documentary. Okay, so, yes. So, we've been watching – me and Clint both watched the documentary with, with Manti Teo. And um, we um, what, what's wrong Push with my, what's wrong with my mic? Quit did, nothing's wrong with your mic. mic. You just got to talk into it. I'm aim it towards your mouth. Literally right into it. <laughs> all right, so all right, no. So we watched the documentary. It's it's insane. It's That's much better. I mean, we, when we all right, this is much better. I hope you guys can hear me better. No, so the the documentary was 
just it I knew and all right, first thing we've talked about. <laughs> I'm sorry. I want to issue a public statement <laughs> Me to, to Manti Teo. I'm very sorry because I'm I not. made fun of you a lot. I mean, I, I think I tweeted about it like I, back in the day. Like <laughs> like I think I was just trashing him. Like <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> All right, so the we got to talk about the so the rumor was so he had a girlfriend, right? The dude had a girlfriend. Oh, he got he had like the world's worst catfish ever. He did, but we're getting to that. We got to set this up first. Oh we got to tell the full story. I just can't even stop laughing. So, <laughs> Lene, he had, <laughs> <laughs> he had a girlfriend. All right, that he never saw in person. He only met her online, but fell in love with her. Her quote unquote. All right. So I think I had the same problem when I was like five years old. (laughs) Oh, that's brutal. That's brutal. (laughs) So this girlfriend of his turns out she dies. (laughs) Why are we laughing? Don't know. Because she didn't really die. It's okay. Now his grandmother did really die, and that was kind of sad. Yes, that was. But they died the same day. Yes, and not only that, but in the documentary, and I'm just going to start going off because in the documentary, his parents had just went through the passing of their parents. Yes. And they are literally having to console Lene's family, which Lene is non-existent. (laughs) It's ridiculous. So, turns out that I think 2012 was when it was revealed. What was the, there was a group, a media group that got a hold of it. I forgot what it was called. I, I can't. Um, but they got a hold of it and did investigation. Turns out that it was <laughs> fake, that this girl did not exist. Well, and then it turned on him to make, and they yes. were saying, oh, you you made you this, this up. Yeah, you made this up. Yeah, so that, you know, for like fake motivation and, and fame and, oh my God. He was the victim. Yes, yeah, he was. Like, and well, the villain, sorry. Yes, he well, was, he was, he was too, the victim and the villain. At that time, he was the villain. Time. And I remember it, bro, and I'm with you. I got to issue an apology because turns out, long story short, the dude got major catfished, like majorly catfished. I think I think it was like during the during the like the Heisman thing. It like, was. I think yeah. I think I even tweeted during that, and I said, "This guy sucks." <laughs> like that's just no content, just, just absolutely brutal. Remember those memes where you had like Manti Teo's face on a body, yes, and his arm was around yes, nobody. Yes. <laughs> Like I mean, we like everybody gave him down the road because we oh, thought, man. and if he did make it up, he deserved it. Well, all right, once again, that, all right. So we don't want to get into the media, but that just shows that what they portray, like we took seriously, and we, we were like, this, this guy stinks. <laughs> we were guinea pigs. Yes, I mean we were. <laughs> we so, fell for it. I mean, just you know, and, and they talk about it during the documentary, but but back then, right? Yeah. If you had said catfish, no one knows what that no, is in no, two thousand eight, no, no, two thousand nine, no, two thousand. No. You know, no one knows what that is. I, I looked, actually looked it yeah. up for this catfish, the show on MTV. Yes, was created in 2012, and so Probably because of Manti yes, Teo. so I'm thinking, I'm thinking that Manti had a lot to do with that. <laughs> he served as inspiration for the yes. Catfish show, and he, I mean, but okay, now this is gonna. I don't mean to be inappropriate here, but you think of a guy like him, and obviously our foundation is different, and his obviously is too. So props to him for not being a typical like college famous. Famous college football sure. player who for just sure. went after women after women after women, sure. but a guy like him to fall for a girl he's never met when he could literally probably have mm-hmm. dated any girl in college mm-hmm. that he wanted to. Yeah, like, it, yeah, like he's an idiot. Yeah, Sorry. it's like, odd. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, yeah. The like, I, I I feel bad for him because he was a victim 
of a major catfish. Yes. But it, how stupid can you be, though? But when you think about it, so I, I had the same thought. I was like, what an idiot. Because, like, most of the guys, like, you know, like at Kentucky or, you know, any, anywhere yeah. like that, they're, they're yeah. walking around. They're, they're famous. Yeah. I mean, and they, and like you said, like, they, you know, not to be inappropriate, they can get any girl they want. They can do whatever yes. they want and, and get away with it all. Yes. Right. So sadly. why was he not doing, yeah, sadly, why was he not doing the same thing? And, but then when you think about it, I was like, well, it, creates the space for him to be able to focus on football that's true and for him to be able to focus on the one thing that's going to get his family out because they, they talked about it in the documentary his family was making what three hundred dollars a week or something yeah. like that yeah and so the one thing that's going to get them out and that was able he was able to keep his focus there yeah and, and i think that that's you know maybe why it kind of boded well for both of them maybe um and you know so whatever i mean that, that that's a good point maybe he wasn't so stupid maybe it was just a way for him to focus on football instead of having a girlfriend that was with him, I guess. I don't know. I guess she, he must have viewed her as an anchor. <laughs> I tell you what it was, though. Unfortunately, Manti Teo, it's funny because he was Mormon, right? And he went to a hardcore Catholic school. And repeatedly through the documentary, of course, we believe that Mormons are false. They preach a false gospel. They're not Christians. Sorry. If you're Mormon and you listen to this podcast, you need to trust in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. From the top rope. I mean, hey, look, I'm being serious. I know we're <laughs> no, joking around I, no, a lot of this I podcast, do, but Mormons are not Christians. They don't believe in the true gospel. So, but what's funny is Manti Teo, the whole time throughout the documentary, was like, yeah, Christ told me to do this. Christ told me to yes. do this. I'm like, no, he didn't, brother. Yeah. No, yeah. he didn't. The Christ you're talking about doesn't exist. So, yeah. um, but anyway, sorry for the guy. But again, I'm being nicer than Paxton today, which is shocking. Like yes. accidents, quick I'm, on the trigger. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of just more making fun of. I yeah. All right. So, he was an idiot. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, like, he was. An dude idiot. He fell was for it hard. I do. I do. I feel really bad for him. And I, I, mean, feel, I think I'm not going at him as much because I got all of that out of my system back in the day when <laughs> I went at him. So now hard. you feel bad. Yes. But like it was. I will say the only defense that he has, it wasn't his fault. Like he did not create this girl, but he did fall for it. Yes. If we go at anybody, we need to be going at freaking Lene or yeah, whatever, whatever the dude's the, name whatever is. Whatever the name of that person is. So, I mean, because, I mean, she or he. Okay. Well, uh, and then, that's what. And then, so, <laughs> they, so Lene, like, I, I can't remember the actual name of the person, but, but this guy that was, that is a, that is a. Was homosexual uh, at the time. Yes. And, and fell in love with him. Yes. And so, um, he was, his, and, he, and the story behind, like, this guy's family playing in the NFL is nuts too. Yes. Like he's a big football family. I mean, so, his, I didn't realize his parents yes. were like good at football. Yes, yes. Or his not parents, but his and like so just the grandfather the turn that uncle. his life has taken. Yeah. And and you can see that it's taken an effect on him in the, yeah, in the documentary absolutely. too. Man, I I just I, I do. I feel bad for the whole situation, but at the same time, you have to be one twisted individual that, to do that. The voices that yes. the guy came up with. Changing all of the voices and, and doing all this stuff. And creating, not only that, going to the extent to create a family on Facebook. Yes, the little girl. Yes. The, oh. Okay, th this is what, when I was on the phone oh, with bro. you yesterday, I said, this is so psychological oh, because... Man. So when he went, the actual the actual catfisher went yes. to meet yes. Manti, right? Yes. And when they met, they hugged, right? And so you know that was like the moment of his life. He's like... but. Man, I had no idea that, that no. was the person he's yeah, been talking he to the whole that. time. Family, How, right? It was yes, family. It was it, it was it was uh, Lene's cousin, cousin, right? But it's actually him. All right, so here's the deal: <laughs> brought his little sister oh. along and gets the little girl to say, "I miss Aunt Lene." How freaking weird and twisted is that? That's twisted. That person that what's what's the guy's name? 
I can't even. I forgot. Well, I can't uh, remember. Uh, not uh, Rananai. Or Rananai. Or something, Rananai. Yeah, something like that. Regardless, irregardless, th- th- that was a sick mm-hmm. move. Like that person has issues, and the voice acting that I mean, in some ways, you got to give the person a Grammy. All I think is so. Speaking of giving somebody something, as much as we are selling this documentary, I think that Netflix needs to be paying us because no we, joke, we are absolutely yes, like building we're promoting this. Up. this. Yes, yes. But for um, you have not watched it, you need to watch it's, it. It's, it's interesting. Really you, you will feel bad for Manti Teo at the same time you look at him and go, "How dumb can you be, bro?" Yes, because if you're any sports related fan at all, you you remember this. You remember yes. when all this went on. Absolutely, it was all over everything. Yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah, you definitely need to watch this. It's, it's oh it's man, Lene. That's brutal. Brutal, man. Sad deal for him, but gosh. All right. So moving on. All right. Weather with Clint. Let's it is go! time for the weekly segment, Weather with Clint. This week's weather looks mostly clear with temps in the upper 80s and maybe even in the low 90s towards the end of the week. So all in all, a pretty good weather week. That is your weekly weather update with Clint. Beautiful. Hey, did you mention the humidity? No. How bad not. is the humidity going to be this week? I don't know. It was kind of humid yesterday, but I don't think it it's supposed to be bit. as bad as it has been like in the last couple of weeks. Good deal. I love having so, me- meteorologists as a friend. It's, I know, right? Amazing. I'm a professional. <laughs> Certified. Like Manti Teo's I still need catfisher. To get you, I still need to get you your certification here. <laughs> <laughs> like his catfisher. Manti Teo's catfisher is a professional, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, poor guy. Oh, man. We might even bring him up again. Yes, uh, definitely. So the top ten teams match in the coaches poll and the AP poll, but after five, they no longer match. So um, Paxson and I continue to use the AP poll. Uh, so number six is Texas A&M. Now, Texas A&M, bro, comes in with some high expectations yes, for the 2022-23 season. They have the best recruiting class from this last recruiting cycle, mm-hmm. NIL. I think I'm, – I'm expecting their defense yeah, – NIL. NIL, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I'm expecting their defense to be really good, though. Oh, yeah. I think really so. Good. I think so. But it's rumored. Get this. So, focusing on the NIL drama, which we can do an episode at some point about the problems with NIL and how mm-hmm. that needs to be monitored. I'm yeah. not opposed for players getting paid and reimbursed, but I think they've got to do something to monitor it more. Because it is rumored – Rumored, it's all but true that Texas A&M spent thirty million dollars on NIL deals this last recruiting cycle. That's awesome, without a doubt, the highest amount in college football. That's awesome. <laughs> it's crazy, absolutely amazing. That's nuts, and that has been for those that don't know, that's been a huge source of drama mm-hmm. in the SEC mm-hmm. going into the season uh, with Lane Kiffin, Nick Saban. It's been hilarious because yes, Lane Kiffin really is funny. probably one of the funniest head coaches yes. in the world. <laughs> His rants about oh, it it's so funny. And Nick Saban just gets mad because yes. he's an OG. <laughs> he's an old man. He's like, I don't care if I tick you off he's anymore. He's like the typical old cranky he football really guy. <laughs> and Jimbo Fisher's like the angry five-year-old who didn't yes. get what he wanted like just yes. poking the bear over there he's like he's like the young nick saban he is. Version. yes yes i mean for yes a, he I is mean, not that he's like you know comparable to nick yes, saban yeah, no but. uh but a&m is loaded with talent this year there's no doubt about that uh but here's the thing about a&m their schedule is tough yes they got a tough schedule yes they play miami in their first game which we'll talk about miami yes. they're a good team uh they get bama Arkansas, Ole Miss, and they get Florida, which – It's that SEC uh, West schedule. Yes. It's, I mean, yes. absolutely Plus a gauntlet. few East teams. Gauntlet, yes. I mean, and, the yeah, and then you mix in, you know, Miami and yeah. these other teams. I mean, it, it's a tough schedule. Tough schedule. Well, and here's the thing about – they're not beating Bama. 
and it's hilarious. No, I, I love the, the you know last year we talked about that, but yeah, they're not. No, they're no, not no, touching no. Bama this year. There's motivation. One, Bama lost last year to AM, so there's motivation. Two, Jimbo Fisher calling out Nick Saban. Motivation because Saban's players love him. Oh yeah, I mean, Saban not, will look to yeah. destroy him. Yes, Will Anderson, my buddy Jordan Roberts. If you're listening to this, Jordan, shout out. He's a big Bama fan. He was telling me he's like Will Anderson mm-hmm. said in a media. He's they asked him, "What's your thoughts on Texas A&M and the NIL stuff?" He said, "We'll talk about it on the field." Yikes! Scary words from For a real. very good mm-hmm. defensive player. Yeah. If I was A&M's quarterback, I would not show up that day. <laughs> I would stay home from work. Go expose yourself to Corona. <laughs> yeah, yes. I've been exposed to COVID. I can't come play. Uh, but prediction for AM, I think they are a playoff dark horse contender. Uh, they don't get past Bama, which takes them out of the SEC title race because it's a West yeah. and East deal. But if they only lose one game against Bama, yes. they could still make the playoffs. I mean, if you look at them last year, they were good, but they were inconsistent. They were. They were. I mean, they lost four S, uh, four other SEC yes. games. They think they went four and four, and then beat Bama. Right? They, they, and, they went four and four. I think they split the season in, yes. the, in the conference. So, so I mean, <clears throat> maybe if they can, you know, get their consistency done this year. Yes. And then possibly, I mean, like you said, they got a tough schedule, but you know, we'll see. I mean, good gosh. Well, even tough. Ole Miss, you got to circle Arkansas, Ole Miss. There, those are not guaranteed wins, right? For right, A and M. I mean, yes. Arkansas is probably likely going to be a win for AM, but Ole Miss is going to come like Bama, and they're going to kind of come at it motivated. Yes. Because Jimbo Fisher's been ticking everybody off in the SEC. Yes. So we shall see. What plays in AM's favor is if they do win every game but Bama, mm-hmm. they still make the playoffs. You know, they yeah. still make the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. So, number seven, Utah. All right. Okay, first of all, I just want to admit, <laughs> there's a couple of teams that I know nothing about. This U- is one Utah is one of them, yes. <laughs> well, let me just take this, because I don't have much to say about Utah, all right? I don't even care about it, because I don't know any Utah fans around Murray, Kentucky. Um, and I could be wrong, but I think Utah is overrated. We will find out their first game of the season, because they get my Gators in the swamp, and I l- honestly feel like they will lose that game. Yo. Who did Utah play in their bowl last year? Um, they won their bowl game last year, didn't they? Did they? I don't I'm know. I'm pretty sure they did. It was, they're coming off of an out. They won the Pac-12 last year. So yes. they're defending yes. Pac-12 champions. They are a good team. But. Oh, they, they yes, yes. Okay, all right. So I said I didn't know anything about They whooped Oregon twice yes, last year. Like, yes, absolutely. Yes. yes. Just, yeah. Yes. Okay, yes. But yes. here's the thing, though. You're talking about a Pac-12 team versus an SEC school. Yeah. All right. And. Florida is coming into the season motivated under new head coach uh, Billy Napier, and they have a chip on their shoulder because everybody in the country is predicting Utah to beat Florida at Florida. Yes. Every single one of them. You asked if they if they won the the bowl. They played Ohio State and they and, and they lost. They by lost. Three. Okay, lost by but, three. Um, I mean, close game. 40, that's a close 45 game. to forty eight. Absolutely, I mean, that's yeah. that's a great game. So they're a good team. Yeah, but. Everybody in the country is picking a Pac-12 team to beat an SEC school at their stadium. Yeah. Maybe an argument could be made if Florida was playing at Utah. But they're going to the swamp, and it's a night game. Sold-out crowd in the swamp, humidity. I've been down there. It's hot. Yes. It's epic. I just don't see it happening. And, again, this podcast is about facts. 
Florida is not losing to Utah. So shut up yes. about Utah. Okay, all right. Country. So all right. I hate so, the country for this. All right. <laughs> Utah is going to beat Florida. All right. Paxton. All right. So okay. So Bro. I just I I was looking up because no. I do I realized I knew more about them than no. I thought. So I looked it up. Are you really so, predicting that? Is that yes. No. I actually oh. I actually am predicting that because look, right, this is they are extremely they are extremely experienced. Okay. All right. So they have a fifth year quarterback, Cam Rising. Okay. And what a name. And they, I, I just looked up because yeah. I remember they were they were a high powered offense. So I looked at it, and it's Tavion Thomas, right? He had twenty one touchdowns last year in the Pac twelve. I, I get it, I get it. But like, F- Florida, okay, who are they I'm, playing against? I'm not, saying, Oregon and I'm not USC. saying that. Listen, I'm not saying that Florida is a, is a crappy football school. I'm not saying anything like that. Obviously, but what I'm saying is <laughs> they have had somewhat of a decline. They have, but they're okay. on the up and up. All right. New head coach, bro. I'll get to Florida in a minute. I'll get to Florida in a minute. I can't get ahead of myself here. But just know, the Utah Utes aren't beating. Wait, is the pastor and youth pastor allowed to make a bet? Sure. <laughs> let's bet it right now. <laughs> Ten bucks. <laughs> Twenty. Let's, let's up the ante a little bit. Twenty bucks. I'm at ten. I don't care that much about Utah. <laughs> Twenty bucks. Come on, sure, Paxton. Sure, 20, 20 bucks. bucks. All right. All 20 right. bucks. And Actually, oh, no, 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 no. I, I got a better one. Buy-in. So our fantasy league wait, loser wait, wait. has to pay for the other one to no, enter the league. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's a good buy. That's I was gonna bet. say I was gonna say that we can give mm-hmm. it to um, mm-hmm. like some charity. Oh, see, I was not even thinking of that. Okay, all right. Clint wants to keep the money for himself. <laughs> Selfish. <All right. laughs> we can we can talk about it after we stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely means it's going into one of our pockets. <laughs> <laughs> either way, either way here, there's going to there is a bet officially happening that Paxton is in is favorable for Utah. It ain't gonna happen, bro. I like, I like it. It's not gonna happen. Like Nobody's giving Florida a shot. You also told me that Kentucky was not gonna be Florida last year. Okay, you said it ain't gonna. I'll happen. get to that in a right, second. Right, okay. But nobody's giving Florida a shot to beat Utah, bro. Do you not think that's gonna bring a I motivating not, factor look, to the Gators? Look, I, Okay, first of all, like who's like, gonna? Co- I had to look up who their quarterback was. So it's not like it's not like I'm saying like, oh yeah, I think you don't. It's clearly better. No, I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah, I'm I, on on paper. Don't yeah, be comporting looks, looks the favorable. Mormonism over no, there, it looks, Paxton. <laughs> it looks favorable. I mean, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay, so anywho, follow your your own rules and look at the paper. Look game at the, stats, at the swamp. At the, okay, that's yeah, all I'm saying. Yeah. Sold out crowd. That will play, dude. It, the the listen, swamp is, is the swampest. If it was at Utah, I'd be like, yeah, Utah's, fair enough. Fair Utah's enough. But hear me out here. Florida had one of their worst years last year. Yeah. But they almost beat Alabama at the Swamp. No, I get it. No, I totally get it. Because here's the deal. That speaks for itself. How many years was it that Kentucky could not – and I know that you probably have this. And we didn't even start our starting QB – or the best QB yes, we had last year. But it was it was years. I mean, like, years that Kentucky could not beat Florida at the Swamp. They yes. might get them at home every now yes. and then or something like that, but it was like at the Swamp. But an it SEC was, team did it. No, I, I understand. I know. I understand. Kentucky's better than Utah. I, okay, I agree. So, Utah's overrated. They should not the be AP, ranked seven. AP poll. I mean, it doesn't. Agree. I know it's dumb. Anyway, moving on before I get mad, and we'll <laughs> talk about this more in a second. Number eight, Michigan. So Michigan is interesting. They lost a lot of talent to the NFL last year. They lost uh, two defensive pieces in Aiden Hutchinson, who's a beast, and David Ojobu. Or yeah, I think that's how you pronounce his last yep. name. Uh, they did win the Big Ten last year and make it to the playoffs, yes. so expectations are high. Similar to Georgia, I'd mm-hmm. say Michigan's yep. coming in with some high expectations just because of their season last year. It was about time that Jim Harbaugh put it all together it too, was. because he was he was probably going to be on the hot seat. Well, and he's it. already thinking about going yep. to the NFL yep. again. He's a name on that, so that's some drama to watch for the season. 
Um, I think Michigan's got some questions on their offensive line and the running back group. They lost Haskins to Tennessee, yep. the Tennessee Titans, uh, in the draft. Uh, but they have two solid options at quarterback, and they have two. They have well, they have a very solid wide receiving group coming back. Yep. So, I think the biggest question for Michigan will be the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. If they can figure out offense, I think. I mean, if they can figure out defense, I think they'll be okay, and even be in contention to win the conference. I mean, yeah, they could beat Ohio State. Easily. For sure. Right? Anything else from Michigan? Nah. All right, you sure? Yeah, nothing. They're a dark I horse. I took my shot at Jim Harbaugh, and I'm, I'm going <laughs> to move on. They are a dark horse to me. Number nine, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Is this one of those teams you don't know anything about? No, it was Baylor. Okay, Baylor was the other one that Baylor. I don't know anything about. <laughs> so, Surprisingly, I can't believe I knew as much about Utah as I did. You did. I remembered their I remembered their games last year. I couldn't remember the, you their just players. You did that because you wanted to make me mad. I couldn't remember their players. But, yes, I did I did throw in. I looked up their players so that I could start coming at you oh, of about course. Florida. So, of course. But I did remember their schedule, surprisingly. So there's a major shift in Oklahoma. Again, new head coach, uh, Lincoln Riley, was a very offensive-minded coach. He's now at USC in uh, – mm-hmm. Oklahoma gets former Clemson defensive coordinator in Brent Venables. So he's very defensive-minded, which honestly, not for this season, but I think that's going to bode well for them moving to the SEC, having a defensive-minded head coach. That's probably a good shift for them because, bro, the Big 12 scores some points now. Yeah. <laughs> like, you yeah. look at the final score of their game, it's like 50-50, to 50. <laughs> you know, 55-50. Sure. to 50. It's like it's a basketball game. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like the scores are. Their defenses are terrible. Uh, but they're led by USF or UCF, sorry, UCF transfer quarterback Dylan Gabriel, mm-hmm. uh, who is pretty good. Um, I, I mean, think he has like it's over um, eight thousand, yeah, like he was career yards or something yeah. like that. I mean, he, he's he's really good. He was a stud at, U, at UCF, but I think they can make some noise. But their schedule, I just don't think, is favorable for them. Um, I think they go nine and three or nine and four or eight and four. Sorry. Either way, the Sooners are not winning. They got to win their conference to make the playoffs, and I don't see that happening. Yes, all right. I did just verify because I, I keep throwing out random things. I did. It was eight thousand yards. You're, look, right. you're on it, man. <laughs> I'm just trying to verify. Every, I'm just trying to verify. Good job. Everything. Good job for a basketball dude over here. You're yep. doing a pretty good job yep. and golf. Uh, I mean, can't look, that. okay. I mean, and we, oh, you like football? I mean, I, okay. I'm more of. I would say I'm more of an NFL guy than I am a college football guy. Fair enough, but. I'm an SEC guy, like I told you. Yes. I watch all yes. the SEC games. Yes. I watch all Kentucky games. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, I am a college football junkie. Yeah, I don't sit around watching, oh. like, oh. Utah versus yeah. Baylor. Oh, I'm not, not going to watch that, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm just not. I watch college game so, day, yeah. all that stuff. Yes, I I'm mean, I watch college. I do. I wake up on Saturday mornings and watch college college game day. I of do course. I do that. But, I mean, that's just what you do, that's right? That's what you do on I Saturday mean, morning. That's what you do. Absolutely. So, but. Number 10, Baylor. Yeah, Max, I, you I want to go for it? Baylor is number 10. And that's all I've got for you. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. All right, so I don't have much on Baylor either. Uh, honestly, they're they're in a similar position as OU. Got a chance to make some noise. Uh, they'll need to win the league if they want to make it to the playoffs. But we have to think about the fact that Texas is going to be better this year. Oklahoma State's going to be pretty good. OU is in the conversation. Uh, so is Baylor good enough to get past those teams? Probably not. 
That's about all yeah, information I got yeah. on Baylor. And the fact that neither one of us have a lot of information on Baylor probably speaks for itself. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, you got to consider that at some point. If you don't know anything about a team, there's probably a reason for it. <laughs> this is like us passing over like somebody you know late in our top fifteen like, on the NBA. Yeah, yeah like, like Baylor's probably got a secret weapon on their team yeah. that's gonna like they're gonna win the national title <laughs> yes. and we're gonna be wrong and they're gonna beat Bama for the like. <laughs> no, it ain't gonna happen. Sure. All right, so all right. segment number so, two. All right, segment number two. All right, so I last week I gave an inappropriate joke that Clint apparently cut out, so I hope you guys enjoyed Beep. that. <laughs> so, all right, so this week, you know, I'll, I'll come back with some jokes. Don't worry about it. I'll I don't make, have to beep I'll, I'll make Clint have today. to edit this out. But, yes, I will not have to e- – he will not have to edit today. That's good. So, That's good. today – so I'm a mortgage broker. I mentioned that last week um, for those of you that do not know. So today – thank you. Thank you. So I'm going to give – a mortgage tip for today. So um, this is, and you know, our first sponsorship. Sure, this is your James Mortgage term of the day. All right. So, woo! All right. So today we're going to talk about debt to income ratio. Most people do not know what this is, but this is what all lenders look at, right? So it would be nice if you knew it when you come to apply for a loan, because we hate having to tell you, hey. You have too much debt. We can't do your loan. All right. So it's all of your monthly debt payments divided by your gross monthly income. So we use that to measure um, your credibility. We use that to measure how much you can afford. So if you want a loan, make sure you don't run up all of your credit cards. Make sure probably you need to cut them up. So make sure that you do not have too much debt and that you have a decent amount of income to qualify for the loan. And that is your mortgage tip of the day, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 2351745. Thanks. <laughs> that was fantastic. I didn't think it would be. I was like, how's this going to go? And it was pretty funny. Not even going to lie. That was great, dude. Thanks. Appreciate it. Well done. Well done. You know, I'm always, I'm always honest. Yeah, don't, yeah. Don't, you know, I mean. We've don't, had the conversation on credit cards, too, yes, before. Yes, <clears throat> They're dangerous. Unless you pay on them. Consistently, they are dangerous. When you get your statement, pay it. Pay the full amount. Pay the full amount. If if you if you can't pay the full amount, you shouldn't have put it on that card. I mean, that's all I'm going to say. There. You want to hear Clint's financial advice for today? <laughs> yeah, what's Clint's financial advice for today? Don't buy things you can't afford. Shocker! Wow! <laughs> wow! I am a genius. If most people understood that, I mean, the world would be in a lot better place right now. Be, <laughs> we might not be, you know, toying with a recession. Yes. <laughs> so. Anyway, all right, we're not going to break down 11 through 25 um, individually, but we're going to kind of skip around a little bit and hit on some maybe fun teams that we're going to watch this year that are not in the top 10 or even ranked for that matter. Uh, Number 16 in the AP poll, so that next team, number 16, is Miami. Now, Miami, I've been really hyping them up kind of subtly throughout this Mm -hmm. entire podcast. Yeah, you have. So Miami is entering into a new era. Uh, as they are trying to get back to the days of old. And listen to these players, man. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I remember some of these guys playing for Miami, but just saying them out loud, Ed Reed. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ray Lewis. Yeah. Michael Irving. That's nuts. Warren Sapp. Golly. Remember he played for the yes. Bucks. Yes. Willis McGahee. I mean, yes. countless others. Wow. I, I mean, uh, I think, uh, oh, what's the linebacker, Taylor, uh, first name? I can't remember, but um, – <clears throat> A lot of good players played for yeah. Miami, played for the U. Yeah. All right. Um, they also have a good new head coach in Mario Cristobal from Oregon. Uh, he's an excellent recruiter. 
And the on-the-field staff that he's put together is nothing short of amazing. Listen to this. Within that staff, he's got Charlie Strong. So Charlie Strong mm-hmm. is the former head coach of Texas, head yep. coach of Louisville, and he was the defensive coordinator for Florida when they won the national title twice. Um, they got Jason Taylor. That was the linebacker. Yes. Jason Taylor. Yes. And Ed Reed is on their oh, coaching wow. staff. I mean, wow. the recruiting. That's awesome. Oh, gosh. That's just a recruiting. I didn't realize Ed Reed was oh. going to be on their coaching staff. Yeah, they're doing that for recruiting. You gotcha. know they good yeah. and well they are. That's gotcha. a good move, though. Oh, for sure. Uh, they have one of the most talented pocket passers, undeniably a first-round draft pick in Tyler Van Dyke. Uh, so that's a plus for them. So for Miami, they they got a lot of talent on their roster. Um I think it's just putting the talent in successful situations by finding the right rotations. Because Paxton would agree with this. In any sporting event, basketball, football, whatever it is, contain yourself, Paxton. I don't know what's so funny right now, but we'll roll with it. Uh, whatever. Uh, finding the right rotations. You can have a lot of talent, but you got to put them in successful situations. For sure. Right? So, uh, so prediction here is I think Miami will lose to Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. All right. But get this, they got a real chance at winning the majority of their games in the ACC. I haven't looked at their schedule. What's their schedule like? Uh, it's pretty – They, I mean, they get they get the ACC teams. They get Their hardest game is probably A&M. They got Clemson, UNC, Florida State, obviously all those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're going to have a successful season. They might only end up losing oh, yeah. one or two games. Oh, yeah. I mean – Maybe not even two. That, A&M, that A&M game – They could uh, beat A&M, though. No, they, yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that A&M game – oh, gosh. Yeah. Miami is a dark horse yes, for playoff yeah, contention. Yeah. Maybe not even a dark horse. They might even be more like top well, and notch. We, when we discussed Clemson, I wouldn't put it past them to beat Clemson either. I mean, I think there's a yeah, real shot for yeah. them to beat Clemson, especially if ukulele starting a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, but I mean, yeah. you got Tyler Van Dyke versus ukulele. <laughs> so, oh, wow. we shall see. What a name. Yeah. All right, Miami. So. Good season, right? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, you look at that. I'm looking at there. There's only three difficult matchups, and I don't know that they're so difficult. No. I mean, you got A and M, Clemson, and then Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh will be a, will be an interesting game. Yes, uh, but it's but it's at Miami. Okay. So, I mean, here's the only thing that I worry about with Miami. I think as the season goes on, they will be better. Yeah. So yeah. they'll figure out rotations. And success, you know, their talent, they'll be able to maximize their talent that they have. They're loaded with talent. But can they figure it out early on? Mm-hmm. That's the key. Yeah. Will they lose some early? What's what's the first, past A&M, what's their first, like, two or three games there? You got that pulled up? Yes, I had already X'd out, but I got it back. Uh, let's see here. After A&M, two or three games there. After A&M? Yeah. <laughs> Middle Tennessee. Okay, that's a one. Um, UNC. All right. And Virginia Tech. I mean, UNC will be a tough one. Yeah. Is it at Virginia Tech? Uh, or is it at Miami? It's at Virginia Tech, okay, but the UNC game is at Miami. Okay. So that Middle Tennessee State game is going to be really key for them because yep. they'll beat them undoubtedly, mm-hmm. and it'll be a good practice mm-hmm. game for them to figure some things out. Sure. So Miami has the potential. I mean, Watch them use this if, year. Yeah, if you if you, if you look at it, I mean, there's no reason if, if they can beat A&M that they shouldn't start 6-0. Oh. 7-0, 8-0. I mean, I'm looking at it. If, I mean, if they beat A&M, they very well could run the table – Oh yeah, oh yeah, for all the way up to Clemson, games. they could very well run the table. Maybe even past Clemson. Yeah, yeah. They, I don't suspect Miami's going to be ranked 16th for the entire season. No, I don't think so. Yeah, that's so. It's a good call. I, w- I, I did not actually look up anything. Yeah, about my, yeah. Miami, Interesting team, yes, fun team to watch a, this year. That's if, a good call. I like if it. I had to pick the team that would be the most fun to watch this year, mm-hmm. I'm going for Miami. And and again, this is a faith like of facts. Sleeper. I like that sleeper. That's a good yes, one. That's a good yes, one. sleeper team. Uh, it's a faith of facts podcast. Mm-hmm. 
I'm a Florida fan. Miami is a rival school, at yes. least in terms of recruiting. Not much on the field, yes, but yeah. recruiting they are because you got to dominate Florida, right. the state of Florida. So you got to give me props here. Mm-hmm. I'm really high on Miami this year. Yeah. And I could be yeah. way off, but intriguing Surprised. sleeper team. All right, Paxton, go for it. Number right. 20, Kentucky. 20, my cats. All right, so. Intriguing team this year. Yes, Will Levis returning. And last Beast. year, yes, he's abs- – okay. And I, I love that you can actually admit that too because – I mean, faith the facts. I mean, I get it. Yeah, I get it. But uh, I w- see, I would not be giving you any props like you're giving me right now. Uh, uh, faith the facts. Uh, yeah, whatever. I'm establishing right, so credibility Kentucky, where Paxton Kentucky, is not. I think Kentucky's going to be really good. I think that they'll end up probably being close to that ten mark. Honestly, I think so. Um, I That's think realistic. I think that they're. I think that they're really good. What Stoops has done to turn around the program is unreal. And we'll talk Stoops here in a minute because this is it, this is some good stuff's been going on. Like um, but uh, you know, I I would still argue though. As good as Will Levis proves to be last year after he transferred from Penn State, I would argue that they're still better at running back than they are at QB. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Chris Rodriguez. That's bold. Yes. I mean. That's bold. I know. I know. But when I started looking at it and I started, like, actually, if I was going to rank the players on Kentucky, and, and I, I get it, you know, Will Levis, I think, and I looked up, actually looked up the top 100 to see where they fell on this. Mm-hmm. Um, Will Levis was 33rd in the country. Wow. That's impressive. For yes. Him. And he was unranked last year. That's impressive. So yeah, so I mean, very impressive. And I mean, he's projected to be one of the top quarterbacks yes. in the draft coming uh, up. So, first round pick. Yes. So he's going to be late first round. Yes, he's going to be. I mean, he's going to be playing probably back up. Possibly if he goes somewhere crappy, starting yeah. QB in the NFL next year. Um, but anyway, he's got the body. Yes, for yes. the NFL already. But I, the reason I say that, the reason I say that, the O line is still good. Right? The O line is very good. That's a strength for the and, team this year. And. I mean, and Stoops has made that a priority because yes. Stoops is a running coach. And so they have established the run game. Their OL is young, though. Ever, yes. Ever since he took over, though, they have established their run game. And and he always has a solid, solid running yes. back. On. And, I mean, usually it's three or four deep. It's, and, it is this year, too. Yes. And so um, I would still argue that they're better at running back overall than quarterback. I would agree. But Will Levis can also run that thing, too. which is and But last year, like I said, he proved – he he could pass. I mean, it was he had an incredible year. I was worried about you know I was like oh this is just going to be another tuck and yeah. run guy you know yeah. run option quarterback. He threw it a lot. I he mean did. he had Wondell Robinson and they he were did. such a great connection. Hate that he's I Ali that, he, uh, that guy too. Yes, uh, real tall dude. Yes, I hate that he left though. I, that, Wondell, that Wondell yeah. left because uh, Wondell was great. That's going to be an issue this year. Yes. Wide receivers is an issue. That's actually what I put. <laughs> I said I wrote down when I was when I was making my notes about Kentucky when I was like all right what am I going to argue with Clint about? But no, I I, I was <laughs> being. I was being serious, and I put that my main concern was their receiving. Uh, yes, because I agree. Um, they're going to struggle. They they lost. If you look at Wandell, he was the majority of their yardage. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, but they did add um, Tavion Robinson from Virginia Tech. Yes, and he's uh, gonna he's gonna be a great great addition for them. And then obviously they've got Keaton Upshaw at tight end. Yes, um, so their tight end group was loaded. Their tight end group was probably yes, two or three deep. Yes, very good. So, um, but like, and Levis has a cannon. So you know maybe, you know, I, I think they'll still be a very solid team. They will be defense. I think they got a little bit better on defense because they they were. They were good two years ago on yeah. defense. Last yeah. year struggled a little bit, but I think that I think that they made that a priority, and I think that they're gonna, you know, I think they're gonna be a little bit better defensively. So, well, their we'll defensive front. So let me give you my notes on Kentucky. Yeah. You'll be impressed with me, okay? I was fair, unlike you to my Gators and your prediction of Utah beating Florida. We won't talk about that. <laughs> but again, Will Levis, as we already mentioned, is a beast Heisman candidate. Yes, I, yeah, I think he should be. Yeah, I think he he could 
possibly end up being in the finalist. Dark horse. Is, is he if he has a slightly better season than last year? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's I mean he had a good season last year. Yes. Um, their offensive unit overall is really good. Like Paxton said, though the receiver group. Maybe some questions there because they did lose their best receiver mm-hmm. in Wandale Robinson, yeah. and I don't know if they've replaced him yet. Mm-mm. It's hard to Mm-mm. say that. The only issue – there are some questions on running back this year because Rodriguez yes. got arrested yes. for DUI, I think. Yes. And he's out for sure for the first two games. Yes. That's going to play a factor in the Florida game. They're not as – they won't be as deep. I mean, he's undoubtedly a starter when he comes back. But you're right, though. They do have – they're three deep for sure. They, I forgot his first name. You might know. Wright. What's the dude's first name? Yeah, I can't remember. But then they've got Cavassier Smoke still. Yes. yes. And a, he, he, had a, he, had a, uh, he had a pretty good season last oh, year. Oh, yeah. So, well, you've got a good two-headed monster there mm-hmm. in Rodriguez and mm-hmm. Smoke. Rodriguez is more of a beefy Well, and, and that's what that's – Ford what, runner. I, I don't know what it is about Kentucky. They're so good at that. They went from, like – they went from Benny Snell to Chris Rodriguez. And yeah. then they, they – Push him up to the one, then they bring in Smoke. He's going to be the number yep. two, and it just they keep rotating now. It's, Absolutely, it's nuts. They're they're two three. Once Rodriguez comes back, they mm-hmm. are two three deep. But we can't emphasize enough that that is a concern going into your first two games. Oh, for sure, especially at for Florida. Sure. That's going to you know you want Rodriguez in that game, but he's already been. It's nixed. Yep. Tight end is loaded. Um, Ol like Paxton said is strong. They are young, but they're strong. The defense mm-hmm. has talent. Um, they just got to replace Josh Pascal, though. I yes. mean, Josh Pascal was a beast. Yes. Their front is probably going to be good. Here's where I have the wide receiver group is a big concern. The secondary is still a big concern mm-hmm. for me. Last, I think it, that's been the concern too for like the last yes. couple seasons. Yes. <laughs> Stack the box against they get Kentucky. Burnt. <laughs> I mean, or Kentucky. I mean, you know, they can't stop. That's what George. That's how Georgia beat them. Yes. Kentucky would have beat Georgia, I'm convinced, had their secondary been better because Will Levis played good enough to beat Georgia. Yes, he did. Yes. Rodriguez, your running backs played good enough. Your tight end last year had a it was, heck of a it game. It was rough. It was rough. Your secondary is what lost you that game. Yes, no, it was. Because no, Stetson, ben, Stetson Ben, I'm sorry. I know. Will Levis is ten times better than it, Stetson Bennett. It, it hurt. Get, it hurt, yeah. Hurt and if Stetson they'd have won that game, you're looking at a, I mean, SEC East champion last year. Yeah. That's nuts. That's crazy. So here's my prediction for Kentucky, all right? So you might not like this part. Kentucky has to prove to me that they can hack it mm-hmm. consistently mm-hmm. before I give them any credible chance mm-hmm. of doing anything. Mm-hmm. Okay? I mean, define doing anything. Well, okay, they, they've been successful, but there's always the, the, because, last, the last probably three or four seasons. It's like Kentucky could win the East, Kentucky to win the East, they yes. could win the East. Now, granted, you're going so against are you, Georgia. So are you defining anything as winning the East then? No, I'll be – well, yes, to a degree. And I, I I think that's fair. But it's also beating mediocre teams in the last yes. – like Florida. Yes. Florida has been mediocre no, no. for the last 10 years. I know. And Kentucky still can't consistently beat I know. them. I know. And every, there's, there have been years where Kentucky has not – even in those mediocre years, Kentucky's been mediocre too. Oh, there but was – But over the last however many – they've I, been good. I can't remember what year it was, but Kentucky was – it was – they finally had the hype. Yes, they were. They were. They were ranked like top twenty at the time. They go down to the swamp. Florida's mediocre at that time, yep. and Florida beats them. Yep. And that was that was the like, that was the just. Yeah. it actually did me in. I was like, I almost gave up on How Kentucky ha- football. I mean, you at that can't point do that. You've yeah. got to they, beat the teams that matter. Yes, yes. And so they they could not get over that no. hurdle of losing at the. At so you've got to beat. You've got to beat the Georgias. Yes, right. That's yep. what I mean by doing something. Yeah. You can't. Okay. Kentucky that's, that's cannot continue to ride the four loss season. 
Now, granted, yes. if you when when Stoops came in, oh man, having four losses in a year dude. was great, right? Yes, I mean, yes. that was that was a successful. Yes, season. when Stoops started, when Stoops started winning eight, nine, ten games a year, great. I'm like, let's go, even seven. I mean, yes, yes. You know, when he started finishing in the top five in the East, that's yes. a successful year. But for how sure. long does that last? How long can you settle for me? Right. You know, mediocrity. Yeah, and I think I don't know because even. You know, we want to say settling. I hate to say that. You know, Kentucky won the four four bowl games. They've they've been consistently ranked in the top twenty five for Kentucky football. That's fantastic. Oh, it's great. But I agree with you. I, I get it. I mean, when are you gonna when are you gonna have that number? You know, top five top five season. When are you gonna have that? You know, SCE season. It's when, the hype. I get it. No, I it's get the it. hype. I get if it. if you're not if you're if you're okay with just decent seasons. Yes. Above 500. As a Kentucky basketball fan, I'm okay with decent seasons. Okay, you are. <laughs> but all the hype around Kentucky football. Oh, for sure. For screams sure. to me that they've got to do better than they have. They got to beat yes. the good teams. Yes. They can't lose to Georgia's. They can't lose to mediocre Florida's. I, I remember. I just a, remembered the first year they went. It was with Benny Snell when yes. Benny Snell was legitimately in um, Heisman contention. Oh yeah. That's when it. That's yeah. when it was. That was the first year they beat him at the swamp. Yeah. I think. And here's the thing about it. You know. UK has the potential to finish first in the SEC East. Yeah. That is undeniable. Yeah. And anybody that argues that doesn't yeah. know football. But, I mean, they could realistically win 10, 11 games this year. Do they go undefeated? Probably not. Because if they make it to the title game, they're not beating Bama. Yes. And now, now, Kentucky's problem also, you know, and we want to talk about those Floridas, those Tennessees and stuff like that. But Kentucky's problems in the past has been okay, Stoops has got this great class in. They're yeah. coming in and he's got yeah. some transfers in. And then they face. You know, a Missouri. Yes. Or and they, they lose. face in Arkansas and they lose. Yeah. And that's in their problem. Yes. They finally gotten over that. Now yes. now I get what you're saying. You gotta take it to the next That's what I'm doing. Let's get over those Tennessees. Let's get over those Florida. I think it's fair enough. Tennessee you gotta lump in there too, beating them yeah. consistently. Yeah, so because they'll you know, they'll lose to a to a Tennessee or a Florida yes. and then they'll still be ranked and then we're we're satisfied, you know, yeah. whatever. It's a win win. Yeah, but at the same time we need yeah. I, I agree with you. I, I think realist I think Kentucky so I'll get to this in a second, but I think Kentucky my prediction for Kentucky is nine and three, with a realistic chance of proving me wrong, and I'll mm-hmm. explain why I have them going nine and three. I think they lose to Tennessee mm-hmm. at not because it's at Knoxville. If that was mm-hmm. at Lexington, different story. Home field advantage is going to play mm-hmm. a factor there, uh, to me. Florida, um, and I think they lose to Florida, and Yikes. they probably lose to Georgia. Yikes! Uh, but again, they that is not set in stone. Yikes! So oh, I know it's not set. In that, stone. that could go. I mean, again. Kentucky has a chance at running the East table. Yeah. Their schedule is actually pretty good this year. It is. I mean. It is. Pretty darn good. It is. All right. You have anything else on Kentucky? You want to talk about the John Calipari and Mark and, and Mark Stoops yes. saga? Yes. I would love to mention that for a second. Because, Go for all right, it, Paxton. So, all right. Here is here's my take on the beef. And for those of you that don't know what the beef is, John Calipari got an interview, I think, when they were down in the Bahamas during their little tournament, and he says – which we need a new practice facility because we are a basketball school. We Ouch. are not a football school. Ouch. Well, incoming, Mark Stoops, little PO'd. And fair, fair enough. And But they just both just butted heads, Mark Stoops. And I think Calipari kind of apologized, whatever. But Stoops is mad. Well, understandably. And, and I think the reason that Stoops is mad is because it discredits them. And it, it also hurts their recruiting. It does. And, and, I, and I totally get it. But here's the deal. I think Calipari is correct. But I think Stoops is right to be upset. That's a fair assessment. 
I think that I Calipari like that is correct, but Stoops should be upset. I like that breakdown. Even though Calipari is right, doesn't mean it shouldn't have been said. That's fair. And so that's Keep it that's to yourself, my, bro. <laughs> yes, that's that's my take on that because because all right. So Paxton might secretly think that he's the reason why our church is growing, <laughs> but he shouldn't tell me that. <laughs> yes, yeah. which you are. You and Jordan. Oh, whatever. It, so all right. So but yes, I think that that. Kentucky is undoubtedly a basketball school. There's no doubt about it. Um, the the facilities are already top tier. They are. But I will say I've I've went through the practice. Actually, Judge, I've, biggest fan. I've went through. <laughs> yes, that's sadly. I went through the the biggest or the um, what was I going to say? I went through the uh, practice facility, yeah. right? And I went and I went through back down behind Rupp. I've got yeah. to tour it with the team. Go back there. It's it's awesome, right? Yeah. It's incredible. And I was still in 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 all at the practice facility. Now sure. Rupp is way nicer. They have done that way nicer underneath with the players' facility and everything like that. But the practice facility could use some updates. I, yeah. I don't I don't disagree with Cal there. But to, to bring up the football team, what's the point for why? your needs? It makes no sense. And yeah. so I think that's why Stoops is rightfully mad. And uh, and because here's the thing, it also Stoops has worked his butt off and turned he the has. program around. Regardless of what, however you know, getting over that hump like we're talking about and everything, Stoops has turned the program around. They are relevant. Yes, yes, they are. They are consistently ranked in the top twenty-five. Yes. They are consistently going to bowl games and winning the bowl games. The they have f- gone to and won four bowl games. The fact that you and I are having the conversation yes. that Kentucky needs to step it up to the next level in football mm-hmm. speaks volumes as to mm-hmm. how much Stoops has turned the program yes. around. Yes, because before it was we just want them to be five hundred. Yes. yes, now it's like we want them to win East championships. Yes, yeah. And, and and fair enough, rightfully so. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, Stoops legitimately like when we hired Stoops, I was like, this is a good hire, but I didn't think it would be to this like level. This. Still. Yeah, yeah, I still I didn't, didn't think it would be there. And I honestly thought I mean, his coaching pedigree, like the family history, there is good. Yes. but I didn't think. I th- it would honestly be thought that a couple of years ago, I guess it was, I thought he was leaving. Yeah. Um, and I think they made the right call to 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 extend him of and course. it works out. I mean, I don't, they were, of course people were, I mean, and some people do have high expectations for Kentucky football. Like some people were calling for him to be fired because they wanted them to take that next step that you're talking about. Yeah. But at the same time, you're still getting there. It's you, you're not going to turn around a program overnight. No. And no. so I think what he's done is, is fair enough to get him that extension. Well, so, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, so. I really like your breakdown though, of that, that, you know, even though it's true, mm-hmm. there's no denying the fact that historically speaking, Kentucky, the University of Kentucky is built, their foundation is basketball. Yeah. I mean, you they, can't argue that. We don't have to say that. Everybody just knows it. Right. I mean, it's Mecca. I mean, right. Kentucky basketball, Indiana basketball, UCLA, those are the teams that you look at historically and go, yeah, that's a basketball program. Um, so you're, you're spot on there. And it is undeniably true that football has benefited mm-hmm. from that especially mm-hmm. under the Calipari years. Yes. Calipari and the basketball program have undoubtedly helped recruiting, which yes. is why you're right that him saying that hurts football yes. recruiting. Yes. Yes, because Cal has actually helped like yes. Stoops in the past yes. and that's why I was surprised he said that. He knows that. people. That's why I was surprised he said that. He yes. helped their recruiting. When you look at the fame of Calipari and Stoops, yes. Calipari is far more one oh, knows people, yes, you know, famous close. than Stoops. So I agree with you a hundred percent. I think the the saying that really probably will it hurt him in the long run? Probably not. No, We're probably overblowing this yes. way too much. Yes. I think Stoops. I think Stoops making it a big deal made it more of a public That's big true. deal too. So he sh- he. So they're both in the wrong. Yes, I think he should have kept his mouth shut and just been like, yeah, he can say Joke whatever he wants it, and move yeah, on. But, yeah, yeah, because yes. now now it, it it him arguing about it. Yeah. 
it blasted on ESPN. Absolutely. It blasted on Fox That's fair. Sports. He I mean, made it, a thing out yeah, of it. It I went mean, public yeah. because of that. You're right. He, they're both wrong. Yeah. Calipari's not wrong in what he said. He's wrong for saying it. Yes. And Stoops is wrong for making it the thing. Yes. Like you could easily – you could have had a really cool moment there where you're like, yeah, you know. Yes. He, 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 but look at – you know, our record last year speaks for itself. Yes. The fact that yeah. we're potentially a well, playoff he, team. At first, Stoops did. First said, uh, <laughs> did I not just go to four bowl games? And that's what that that's the point. And just leave Should've it there. Just there. leave it there. Should have ended it yes. there. Yeah. Yes. Which so yeah, I, but, I'm totally because I will you. argue that what Stoops has done so much more. And and yes, Calipari has had some great seasons, but but Calipari won championship out of the talent that has gone through that because there's not an NBA roster Pitiful. that does not have a Pitiful. Kentucky player Pitiful. on that roster. I mean, there's maybe like three because there's a there's, Kentucky covers discussion. up Kentucky covers up the NBA. Cal should have more than one championship. Yes. All he has is the Anthony Davis year. That'll be another topic for him. And my guy, Cal Wilcher. Shout out. I love Cal Wilcher. <laughs> He's playing overseas somewhere so, right now. Well, that'll be a good episode but of discussion. Yes, but I would argue that what Stoops has done is harder Absolutely. than what Cal had to do Absolutely. because Cal comes into a basketball school. Well, and, and then Stoops has to do it in the SEC. But, well, in SEC, the conference is a football conference. Yes, yes. So you're talking about uh, UK is a basketball school, but the yes. SEC is a football yes. conference. And Stoops doing what he is. I mean, let's Much be more honest. Difficult job. Much SEC more difficult football job. compared to SEC basketball yes. talent is far yes. better in in terms Much of much more difficult football. job, especially in terms of SEC recruiting. Yes. I mean, I mean, goodness gracious. But the whole basketball yes. championship yeah. thing that would be a good yes. another yes. episode for another day. Yeah, because yeah. I, I love I love Cal because Ken- Kentucky Make would Kentucky would not be what Kentucky is without what Cal has what done. They, another episode for another no, day. Paxton. What, what Cal has done because Cal Cal has. Made Kentucky extremely relevant because we suffered through some Billy Gillespie and Tubby Smith. So I mean, I'm just saying. But at the same time, I do know I I, I have a lot of Kentucky fans friends that that want him gone. But I mean, you want to go back to Billy Gillespie? I mean, that's that's all that's all I'm, that's all I'm getting at. I mean, I don't want to start over there. We gotta save that. For There's another day. one person and one person only that I would that I would let Kentucky come back to. Rick Pitino? No. Oh. Billy Donovan. Okay. Oh no. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they want that's who they should have gotten in the first place. But yeah. that's another episode, Paxton. I know, Save that for later. I'm sorry. Uh, number thirteen, unranked Tennessee. We don't have to spend a lot of time there. I think they're a lot like Kentucky. They got a lot of potential, uh, a lot of talent uh, to make some noise. Uh, but again, you know, they're just like Kentucky in the sense that they could finish second, first, or they could bust. Yes. I mean, yes. you know. They have to prove it to me, too. Tennessee is having a year that Kentucky used to have. That's you go fair. in and you're like, hey, they might be pretty good. or yeah. And then they end up winning like three yeah. games. <laughs> 14. I'm going to go off on a rant here. Okay. It's Let time it. for Florida Gator talk. All right. A new era in Florida football under new head coach Billy Napier. Uh, interesting connection, by the way. The AD that just got hired at Murray State worked with Billy Napier at University of Louisiana. So Napier gave him a huge shout-out. An endorsement oh, awesome. for getting hired at Murray State as AD. So there's a little bit of a connection awesome. here. Yeah, so um, now here's the thing: I'd love to tell you that Florida would go undefeated and they return to the days of old with Tim Tebow. But again, this podcast is about facts, not opinions. And there's a lot of questions around Florida this year. All right, Florida returns their best player, uh, which why Dan Mullen didn't start him last year, I will never know. <laughs> but they return their best player in QB, Anthony Richardson, dark horse Heisman candidate. He's a truly do-it-all type of QB. He can throw, run, throw on the run, and he's freakishly athletic. He literally like hurtled over a guy last year. It was fantastic. Uh, they got a solid three-man rotation at running back, maybe even a four-man rotation uh, with a freshman. Um, you know, remember you remember um, Travis Etienne from Clemson? Yes. So yeah. his brother Trevor Etienne is oh, okay. at Florida now, 
and he's making some noise. He was nice. a four-star recruit, so no slouch. Yeah. Oh, offensive line actually looks to be a strength this year for the team, uh, led by a transfer uh, in Osiris Torrance. I think a major concern for me, kind of like you, for Florida is wide receivers mm-hmm. uh, and tight ends. Um, don't really know. I don't have much to speak to there. Somebody's got to step up. There's some names there and there's some talent, but uh, that's a big question mark for me. I mean, really, like that could be the part that could cripple our season, yeah. uh, kind of deal. Uh, defensively, they got some talent, a lot of questions still, and there's not a, there, there's a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball. There's not a lot of depth. Yeah, if that makes sense. That's going to be a problem for them. So here's the prediction for me. All right, Florida has one of the toughest schedules in college football. Um based off of just statistics and rankings. Realistically, I th- this is going to sound crazy. Realistically, I think Florida has the chance to finish the season 10-2. and two. I, Look, <laughs> let me explain. Again, I don't think they're losing to Utah. Like, I'm comfortable betting on that game. They have a lot of home games. Keep that in mind. That's going to be favorable for them. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. I was really nice and fair towards UK and even Tennessee – Yep. But UK and UT are yeah. not beating them consistently. I was I was nice and fair to UK. Florida's going to beat UK. I am. I'm saying that right now. Hear me on record. I'll be. I might be wrong. Another twenty. I'll, I'll bet another twenty on it. And here's why: UK and early Tennessee. in the season and at the swamp. I will give you that. <coughs> well, I will give you that. But here's and they don't have Rodriguez either. I'll they're starting running backs out. I'll give you that. But you cannot stink. You cannot tell me that they're going to beat Florida confidently until they start doing it. I mean, dude, last sorry. Year. Yo, okay, Florida had one of the worst seasons ever last year. Okay. Um, they, Florida's listening. Statistics, coach, facts I mean, speak for themselves. Paxton, facts they had a bad speak year for themselves. I mean, I'm just saying. Florida's home record against UK is 29 and five. I know that. And they're away. I've struggled. I have struggled through that. I have struggled through that. Totaling 53 to 19 in favor I, of Florida, and I, I think that one of the longest winning streaks in the country. I know. Was Florida it was. over Kentucky? I know. Okay. We've talked about I know. Okay. Because basketball school. Facts speaks for <laughs> themselves, basketball. Same as true for Tennessee. Sorry, right? Mark. Sorry, Mark Stewart. In the last 10 matchups against Tennessee, Florida's 9 and 1. Yeah. So, and there's been some bad seasons yes. for Florida football. No, in that th- time that's, that's what I was saying earlier. That was the point that I made because Florida had some bad seasons, and Kentucky still couldn't beat them. And yes, it, it was brutal. Yes, it was, f- Kentucky's was, a better team. That was brutal to us. Is look, I mean, look, look. Oh, is Kentucky a better team than Florida this year on paper? Probably. Yes, I would like, say yes. Probably. Yeah. Uh, they're more proven mm-hmm. team than yes. Florida is for mm-hmm. sure. Will Levis is is I think Anthony Richardson is mm-hmm. ceiling is probably higher yes. than Will Levis. Yes, but Will Levis Will you, Levis is far more proven. You know what you're gonna get from Will Levis. You, do. you know what you're gonna get from your, your offense. Well, your, your offensive line is kind of fresh. You know what you're gonna get from your running backs. You know what you're gonna get from your defense. Pretty we much. We have no clue. Yes, and that's year. what I'm saying. You no, no clue at all. Which is a zero bold prediction for what? What did you say? Ten and two. Ten, ten and two. But I'll get. We have no idea. But ten and two. I'll get more fair. Hold on. All right. My point is with UK and Tennessee, you cannot come to me until they prove they can consistently beat the Gators. And that's why I have Florida beating them. Until they can prove it consistently, I'm always going to pick Florida over those teams. No, I mean, I, I understand because every UT, every single year when we would go down the swamp or when Florida would come to Kentucky, I'm like, oh, yeah, Robert, Kentucky's this, so good. No, I was like, this is a, this is a loss. <laughs> I, I was, I'm the realist because. And it because, derails their season, too. <laughs> because I'm more of a basketball guy, because I'm more of an NFL guy, it actually gives me some, like, like, humbleness with Kentucky football. I don't know what it is because when I go into the UK game against Florida, I'm like, 
yeah, this is probably a loss, but I hope they win. You yeah. know, I mean, Fair enough. whereas with whereas with basketball, I'm like screaming at the TV, like, how dare you could, you know, how yeah. could you do this? So Saying bit. some naughty things on, <laughs> towards the TV, Paxton. No, no. no now, are Tennessee and Kentucky no good enough to beat Florida this year? Yes. Yes. Could the Gators go 8-4, and 7-5 this year, not 10-2? and two? Could they bust Very this likely. year? Very likely. 6-6. Six and six. I mean, There's likely. a realistic chance Florida goes 6-6 six and six this year. It's possible, but don't talk to me till it happens. Don't talk to me till it happens. UK cannot justify. What was their record last year? Oh, it was terrible. They had a losing record. It was bad. So I can talk to you because it's happened. Oh, okay. All right. How many national titles does UK football have? All right. Yes. Talk to me, bro. UK cannot justifiably (laughs) stand on their five and twenty-nine record against Florida at Florida, and Tennessee cannot justifiably stand on their one and nine record against Florida in the last ten. You cannot stand on those things. I'm sorry. You just can't. Throw it out the window. Any opinion it, you have is, you bring, is irrelevant up, at this point. I get it. When you bring up Nothing. old championships, so that's like that's like bringing up like old Notre Dame championships. Florida like, could realistically go 10-2, and two, potentially, with a loss to Georgia and A&M. But they could also go 6-6 six and six and totally bust the season. But honestly, patience is the key here because new, new coach, everything else. Um, I will say they are killing it. 2023 recruiting class. Yes. Killing yes. it on the side. I think we back. talked about this. We did. Day. So that is our predictions for the teams. Now, just real quick, as we close, we're running an hour and 20 right now. Are we really? Yes, we are. Wow. So I'll have to probably do some editing on this. But wow. Playoff predictions. Go for it. Uh-huh. Who you got? Yes. So I have I have Bama. Ohio Utah? State. Utah? <laughs> yes. No, no. I have Bama. I have Ohio State. Um, I have surprisingly all right this is this is my sleeper team because we always throw one way out there go for it um i hate to do this but michigan that's not that's not unfair okay all right sounds good and then as far as the other team goes um i don't know i really don't know i i put i put georgia but then when i started looking at at how weak they are this year i don't i don't think so i don't see i don't think so and i i feel like the only reason i originally had them in there was because defending champs and but they've lost so much like like we talked about we know that their their defense is not going to be their defense their their quarterback is mediocre Uh, so i don't know i mean maybe you could throw in and I see that's the thing I wouldn't even know who to throw in after them, and that's why I put yeah. Georgia, because I mean Notre, Notre Dame to A and M. I mean I don't think it's Notre Dame. Utah A and M. Utah could very realistically I already have be a Michigan Cincy. there. I, I mean Utah could be a Cincinnati of last year if they beat Florida. They could I, be a Cincinnati. I mean I have team. Georgia there just because I don't know who else. But here's the sad part: Does a team like Utah? And I'll give you my predictions in a second. Does a team like Utah make it to the playoffs this year because Cincinnati did so bad last year? Did Cincinnati hurt those middle tier teams Possibly. last year because yeah. there was so much hype around yes. that team, and then they yes. laid an egg? Yeah. I mean, that's well, possible. That's and that's fair too because because then you know the committee deciding might say, yeah, no, we, yeah. we're not we're not sending some. I don't think they will. I think they'll still give fairness, yeah. and I think yeah. you have to go based off of rankings, and if yeah. they're ranked, they deserve to yeah. be there. Well, so Florida, if strength Utah, of schedule helps, there. it does. I mean, if, it does. If but. Utah beats Florida. They are having – and Utah's in a tougher conference than Cincinnati yeah. was too, yeah. so keep that in mind. They're yeah. in a power five. Yeah. So, all right, so my prediction, Alabama. Mm-hmm. They, it's the, theirs to lose. Literally yeah. everything past them is pretty well irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say that, but they're definitely my winner too. Like, <laughs> I don't see anybody beating them this year. They are – to me, they got a chance to be historical this season. Yes. Um, 
honestly irrelevant past them. Yes, if they it lose, is. It I is will, because <laughs> I'll be shocked. That's why I almost said on number four. Who I don't cares? know, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> Alabama's going to win because <laughs> uh, whoever gets to play number four, number four at Alabama, if they're the number one seed, is going to get yes. mopped. Yes. I mean, just steamrolled. So number so number two, I really don't. Man, past number one, I really don't know. Yeah. I think Michigan's got the chance to be in there, so I really don't have any solid predictions I for seeding because here. of Ohio State's talent. I, you know, I think it, Ohio State's number two. Yeah, I think so. That would be my prediction for number two as Ohio mm-hmm. State. Mm-hmm. Uh, With CJ Stroud, I mean, I, I yeah, think he's, I think yeah. I think that will be enough to get them there. Uh, do they win? No, no. but no, I think no, that, I think no. they can get there. <laughs> yeah. So I think. Three and four, so one and two are Bama and Ohio State. I feel pretty comfortable with that prediction. And you always have to, like, I think historically there's a stat behind, like, the preseason rankings always at least have, like, one or two teams that were selected. Mm-hmm. So you got to, statistically, it's in your favor to pick two of those teams. So I have Georgia on here, but I don't think that's going to happen. After doing more research, Georgia ain't making it. I don't think they're going to make it. I think you've got to put Michigan in the conversation, A&M's in the conversation. Mm-hmm. I think, again, Miami's in the conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I'm high on Miami. Mm-hmm. A team like Utah's in the I conversation. It, yeah. If Utah gets past Florida, mm-hmm. they're in the conversation because their toughest schedule, yeah. their toughest game past that is going to be USC and Oregon. Yeah, and you mentioned A&M, and I think they probably have <laughs> – just as much, if not more, than Georgia. So they do. That that might be. I mean, they, and if they only lose to Bama in the in the regular season, yeah, they're getting in. Yeah, I mean, because you have a realistic chance of the SEC East being literally, you know, multiple teams losing two games. There, you can't. So, like your top three teams could all have two losses. So you can't put them in the playoffs because the problem with the East this year is the the bottom tier East teams can beat you. Like South Carolina yes, yeah. is not going to win the East, but they could beat you. Yeah. There's no lock yeah. there. So I think that was Kentucky's big, yeah. biggest hurdle in the SEC. It too, was because even though you're good and you're hyped, yep, you're in the SEC on the road. Now this you is going to this is going to sound weird. Yep. Okay, hear me out here because I did have Florida beating Kentucky, mm-hmm. but on paper, Kentucky very well might be one of my them and Miami are probably my two biggest sleeper teams to yeah. make the playoffs to make the playoffs to make the, to make the playoffs that's <laughs> See, a with bold Kentucky, statement I'm always like yeah that ain't gonna happen because I'm trying to be well, realistic I, I know I had Florida beating Kentucky so it doesn't yes, make any yes, sense how I yes. just say that if Florida if if Kentucky beats Florida yes. if Kentucky gets past that hurdle this I, year I think that's the momentum going into that season, is a momentum for sure, shift for sure because I honestly think, realistically think Kentucky beats Georgia this year I think with I, w- I would I, w- I would say so too. I think actually. with Florida, it's yeah. mental. It's mental. Yes. It's not always talent. It's mental. It is. It, like, no, it totally is. Because every hump. single year, like rankings on paper, everything Kentucky, yes, Kentucky should, should be Florida. Florida. They're and better. They're, nope, they're it doesn't happen. <laughs> so I think Kentucky, Miami is a real dark horse for me, man. I, they yeah. could make no, a I lot of noise right there. A and M. So anyway, my locks are Alabama and Ohio State. Past that, I don't know. Man. You aren't wrong because looking at Kentucky's schedule, golly, and especially with Georgia being much weaker this year, yeah, they probably and that, that's the thing. They but Tennessee will, they will be not be ranked too. number three whenever they play. No, no. they will not. Tennessee's got to be thrown into the conversation, yeah, because they're not bad this yeah. year either. So Florida has the chance of being you know three ranked third in the East or fourth in the that East. Is, no that way. is two flaws with Kentucky's schedule. Tennessee. At Tennessee and Florida, Florida, Florida. At Florida. that's gonna hurt them. Yeah, that's gonna hurt them. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing, though: they could still make it. To, they could still win the East, even yeah. with two losses. They could still win the yes. East, depending on who oh, those just, other teams lose just, to. Just like Florida, Kentucky has a lot of home games. They do, 
I mean, the only two <clears throat> tough away games are Vanderbilt. well, there's three: Mississippi, yeah, Vanderbilt, <laughs> Mississippi, Florida, and Tennessee. Because Mississippi's ranked twenty. Bold prediction: Vanderbilt beats everybody. Oh, whatever. <laughs> you need to go buy uh, some Jonathan Curd season tickets. Yeah, right? yeah. All right, so we both agree on Alabama. Mm-hmm. Past that, it's really yeah, it's irrelevant. Yeah, it's irrelevant. You, you might that. be able to put them in that conversation, but I, I think, I, I think that Bama is good for college football. Yeah, but I would, I would also argue in the past, like, yeah. in the past That's years, fair. it's been kind of they've been kind of rough for college football because every year, and at least we've had, it's been good for the last couple of years. Georgia to win, yeah. you know, you you yeah. had Clemson one year, you had. Um, who else has won in the last recent years? Um, Other than the SEC teams? Yes. Oh. <laughs> is it sad that we can't think of anybody? That's the hardly? thing. That's the thing. <laughs> and, and, and so then, yeah, other than SEC. I mean, it's really only been Clemson. Yeah. And Had so, yeah, outside of the SEC. Yeah. I mean, I think and when so, Ezekiel Elliott was at Ohio State, yes. they beat, they won. Yes. That was Urban Meyer yes. um, coaching there. But other so. than that, I mean, it's, it's honestly, I mean, it's kind of bad for college football because it – it no, ru- I, I mean, it. I love it, but at the same time, it, when most most years when you get to playoffs, so right, all right. So let's say Kentucky makes the playoffs. Yeah. I'm hype. I'm extremely hype. I'm the most hype I've ever <clears> been. <throat> They've got no chance against Bama. Yes, probably not. That's what I'm saying. And so it, it's kind of bad for college football. I mean, that's yeah, what I'm I guess that's a good point, but right. so. oh well. I think we're going to skip over the Heisman prediction because we kind of talked about yeah, that through did. the yeah, through the episodes, sure. and we're running on a hour and a half at uh, this point. Keep it all, so, no edits. Huh? Keep it all, no Keep edits. Keep it all, no edits. We'll have all of two listeners this, this week. <laughs> um, so, as always, we want to end the podcast episode with a Bible verse or Bible passage. Today it's kind of a passage. So, Paxton, uh, read for us First John 4, 7 through 19. Yes. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, not that we have loved God, sorry, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God has so loved us, we also ought to not. We also okay. I'm butchering <laughs> not. This. We also not <laughs> no. know. We also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us, and His love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in Him, and He is in us, because He has He has given us His Spirit. And we have been we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. So we have come to know and to believe the that love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this is love perfected with us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment, because as he is also are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We have love because he first loved us. So thanks for sorry, kind of butchered that in a few points, but you know you can look it up. First John four seven through nineteen. I like I love this verse. I think the part of this verse that sticks out to me the most is we love because he first loves us. Yes, and there are two things there that stick out to me. You know, one God loved us first, obviously. Mm And that's an extremely powerful and weighty statement. And he loved us so much first that he sent his only son to die 
on the cross for our sins. Yeah. I mean, this this whole section of scripture is just the gospel. I mean, yes, it, kind of it speaks is. to the gospel. And the second thing that sticks out to me here is because of God's love for us. All right, it, it well, it, it is because of God's f- f- love for us rather that we must love other brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. All right, because God loved us first. We are objects of His love. Mm-hmm. What sticks out to you? Yes. Well, like you said, because God first loved us, we are able to love others. And it says anyone who does not love does not know God. Yeah. So to to truly to love one another, to truly to do good, to truly, you know, you know, be, you know, seen, in, you know, to see his to see his son in us. Mm-hmm. We have to love one another. Absolutely. And that's what that's what sticks out to me there. Amen to that. So that concludes episode number two of the Faith, the Facts podcast. And this was an episode all about college football. So if you don't like college football, you need to get a life. Uh, <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Get over it. You need get to get over it. You need to find watch something college to do football. Um, and also, Mantateo, watch that documentary. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, you definitely need to watch it. Thanks for tuning in to our podcast, episode number two. We hope to see you next time. Love you.